Diversification is a hedge for ignorance, said William O'Neill. What he meant by that is by diversifying your portfolio, you're protecting yourself from your own mistakes. Hey everyone, welcome back to Learn to Invest podcast with your host, Bearded Investor. This week's episode is an important one, so don't miss it. The topic is about how you are going to allocate your portfolio. I'm not going to tell you how you should do it because you might be happy to take additional risk or less risk depending on who you are and what your situation is. So instead of telling you what to do, I'm going to simply walk you through how I allocate my portfolio so you get an idea of how you can do it too. Um, Also, I'm not going to tell you how much I'm going to allocate to a sector or a region uh, because again, this is subjective to personal preference. So you might be happy to allocate a higher proportion of your money into a specific country or a, or a sector. Um, that may not be the case for me. Um, so basically, it's your preference and my preference uh, when it comes to uh, choosing these sectors and regions. Um, so how do I allocate my portfolio? First 40% of my portfolio or the money um, I have would be allocated to managed funds and ETFs. Why? I explained the reason why in episode 7 of the podcast, uh, but just to remind you, I believe fund managers do bring in some expertise to the table, so choosing a fund is not a bad idea. Uh, even though uh, there is a wide notion out there that fund managers underperform the market. So uh, that expertise which the fund managers bring, I think it kind of add some value to this process. Um, and I did say that I allocate 40% between managed fund and ETF. Um, so when do I uh, choose a ETF or a fund? Um, That's when I think an expert knowledge is required for a country or a particular sector or a region. Um, Then I would choose a managed fund rather than an ETF. Uh, For example, uh, Japan, if I want to choose a Japanese ETF or a fund, I would choose a Japanese fund rather than an ETF because a fund manager who has the local knowledge would be able to pick good Japanese stocks and would perform better than an ETF, which is following all the stocks in the Japanese stock market. Similar to that, if I pick an electric vehicle ETF, uh, then all the companies with no or good potential will both be included in the same ETF, uh, which means that they negate each other performance. So instead of like picking an ETF, I would essentially pick a fund manager who might have a good idea in terms of um, finding the the right electric vehicle related company, which would fare better than the rest of the the bunch. Um, So that's the reason why in some cases I use a fund rather than an ETF. Um, So once I've chosen uh, the managed fund and ETF I want to invest in, then I'll check which region the portfolio of each fund is allocated to. I follow a process putting the details together in an Excel spreadsheet and I look at how much percentage in total I will have exposure to uh, a particular country um, for the money I have invested in those funds. Um, The reason why I look at uh, the 
the particular countries is because I don't want to overexpose myself to one or a handful of few countries. Um, but if I want to have a larger exposure to a particular country, then I will increase the amount of the fund which would automatically would increase the exposure to a particular country. Uh, like for example, if I want to increase my exposure to China, then I would add additional money to the fund which has the China exposure. By doing that, uh, my overall uh, exposure to China will also automatically increase. Um, this may not make sense to you at this moment. Um, so what I would suggest you is listen to this again and try to unravel this, uh, this process which I just said. Um, I will also put out a video on YouTube on how you can do this step-by-step -step in an Excel spreadsheet. Um, so that's the 40% of my portfolio. Then the next 40% I will allocate to handful of stocks and shares which I have analyzed and handpicked myself. I use my own method to pick stocks. I have a five-step analysis process uh, of picking stocks. This is to make sure that I have a clear process and structure when it comes to investing in stocks. Uh, this is a, a separate topic on itself. Uh, it has a lot of calculations, so it's not easy to explain over one podcast. Uh, so I will put out a short course in the future so you can also follow this step-by-step -step process and you can also use this method to pick your own stocks. Um, so that's 80% of my portfolio. Uh, the rest of the 20%, um, first 5% of that I put into high-risk trading. So when I say high-risk trading, um, like I mean like day trading and swing trading. I do this for various reasons, but one main reason is to keep my ego in check. I do have a gambling nature to my side, which I recognize it, so I gamble only 5% of my money into these high-risk trading. Uh, just because I said I'm gambling doesn't mean I'll just go and lose all of this money by putting a day trade or a swing trade. Uh, what I mean by that, I will apply a systematic trading strategies which I have back-tested and forward-tested to prove their robustness and then I would apply these strategies to these day trading, um, the high-risk trading. Um, so essentially what I'm doing is I am putting probability on my side before I take any trade. Uh, and I do this via margin trading, uh, so the risk is very high, which means the return can also be high. Uh, in a worst case scenario though, uh, I would have lost 5% of my money in total um, if I followed my rules and took losses when I have to. Um, and I'm not recommending you do this um, because it is high risk. You, you can choose not to do it at all. Uh, you can put it in an ETF or you can t pick, pick a stock for that matter. Uh, but if you want to have some kind of risk exposure, which is not on a day trading level, uh, you can also choose a high risk company to invest, um, like one of those micro cap companies, which claims to have a lot of potential and story behind it. Um, if you like that sort of company, then um, you can you can you could put that five percent into those companies. Um, but one thing I want you to remember is the 5% when you invest into high-risk strategy or a trading or a stock, you just have to assume that you have lost that money already. If you can't afford to lose that money, then you should not be doing it in the first place. So that's my 85% of my portfolio. Uh, next 5% of my portfolio goes into private investments. Uh, I invest in small companies through crowdfunding. 
um, as the upside to these companies can be really high, uh, but also the downside is high as well. If you don't know what is crowdfunding, then listen to episode eight, where I give you a short explanation about crowdfunding. Uh, one of the reasons why I invest in small private companies uh, through crowdfunding is because you get a tax advantage if you're in the UK, uh, where a percentage of money invested can be rebated uh, from the tax ban, um, if the company of course qualifies for EIS or SEIS scheme. If you are in a different country, this may or may not apply to you. So check your local tax laws to see if you get any benefit from investing in small private companies like this. So that's 90% gone now from my portfolio. Uh, the final 10%, I keep 5% in cash and 5% into currencies, uh, which also include Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. This is because I'm already overexposed to pound sterling. So to hedge myself from any currency risk, I hold other currencies to hedge myself. Um, I do this via holding euros, US dollars and cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and so on. Uh, so that's a full 100% of my portfolio. I rebalance my portfolio once a year to make sure that I take profit uh, from these investments. Um, I do this when I think the market is at optimal point for me to exit. Um, I generally take profits in Christmas period uh, if the market, of course, is at all time high. Um, but if the market is down, then I would hold out for a longer period of time. Uh, this is very subjective to my own process and analysis, so it may not work for you. Some advice uh, when you're planning your portfolio. Don't feed your ego by picking your own stock all the time have some exposure to funds and don't expose again yourself to one country. If you're working in the UK, for example, then you're already exposed to UK economy and pound. So try to avoid overexposing yourself even more by investing in UK stocks and so on. Um, and also don't have a prejudice against investing in other countries. Just be open to investing in other countries and region and so on. Um, then don't be adverse to new technologies. Have some exposure to new technologies and don't have a closed mind. Um, this is especially when it comes to blockchain. Uh, many believe Bitcoin as a bad thing, but blockchain as a technology is a good thing. So have some exposure towards technology uh, like blockchain rather than Bitcoin itself, um, if that's your cup of tea. Then learn about market cycles. Learn to understand which market cycle you're at uh, because exiting the market is much more important than entry. Uh, because if you don't take your profits, then all you have left is ego through paper profits. So hopefully that gives you a good pointer in terms of uh, planning your portfolio. Uh, this episode I understand is very heavy. Uh, if you have taken notes, then good. But to save you from missing any details, this episode also accompanies with a blog post uh, as a standard. So go and read the blog in my website, beardedinvestor.com. In next week's podcast, I'm going to talk about the difference between trading and investing, because I think there is a misconception into assuming uh, they both are same, but there are similarities as well as differences. We'll look into that in next week's uh, podcast. Until then, remember, you learn, plan, and then you execute. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. A short message for you. All investments carry some kind of risk. Just because an investment or strategy suggested in this podcast worked in the past 
doesn't mean it will work in the future. Investing can make you lose all the money you invested and even some time by trading or investing with the wrong product can result in loss more than you have originally invested. So before you make any investment decisions, you should do your own due diligence or consult a professional. I do not know your financial situation, so opinion I give may not even apply to you. So your actions are your responsibility and not mine. I am not liable for your mistakes. I would advise you to read and understand the full disclaimer in my website bearded investor.com. Good luck and thank you again for listening.